Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims. With us this morning, first-time visitor on In Focus, Lindsay Loy, Executive Director of the Gregg County Historical Museum. Great to have you with us this morning, Lindsay. Lots to talk about today. Yes, thanks, John, for having me. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash infocus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Lindsay, the Gregg County Historical Museum, been in business for a good while now. A little later in the show, among many other things, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Dalton Days event, which yes. is just around the corner. You're really, I guess, signature event of the year, but so much to talk about. Let's talk a little bit about you first. You've been the executive director of the Gregg County Historical Museum for how long? Just over two years. And uh, tell us a little bit about the museum, just kind of a thumbnail, how it came into existence, the significance of the location of the museum, and what you try to do to preserve history on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, the museum was uh, purchased by Ann Lacey Crane in 1964. This was kind of the time when Longview was tearing down a lot of its older buildings, and we're in this gorgeous 1910 gold brick bank building. Um, so she purchased it for us in 64. We got our charter in 64. And then we opened the museum doors in 1984. So, so we're getting pretty old. We're getting pretty up there. But we're pretty much a county history museum. We feature the history of Gregg County. Um, we have a timeline that pretty much starts in 1871 when Gregg County was formed. And we go all the way through a present. And then we, top, to, we touch on some of the the big topics that went on in Gregg County, uh, the, the Dalton Gang bank robbery, the balloon glow, um, Glenn Elliott, our Texas Ranger hmm. that lived here in Longview. Um, we have a Caddo Indian exhibit, and John, I don't know if you know this, but we are the second largest Caddo Indian collection in Texas. Hmm. So it's pretty significant for us. Uh, we have a fantastic military room, a replica log cabin, uh, a printing press. That came from the Longview News Journal. So we've got a lot of stuff packed into our building. Mm -hmm. And it's important, isn't it, to preserve history. We hear things today about how kids aren't learning history anymore. That's not strictly true, but uh, I think most of us can agree that history isn't being taught to the same degree or in the same way that it was years ago. And when you talk about history, you're talking about the foundations that have been laid that help us understand the present and prepare for the future a little bit better. Would you agree with that and about I the do. importance of the museum's role in that? Yeah, and I do think in schools the kids get a broad history view, you know, big things that happened. And I don't think they learn a lot about their own county history. So that's where we come into play. We do the local stuff for them. And that's why we encourage school tours to come from all over Gregg County and East Texas or wherever they can come from. Mm -hmm. Now, the museum is located in really, I guess, the only building in downtown Longview that dates back as far as it does? Yes, we're the only example of, um, I think it's called Greek commercial architecture mm -hmm. left uh, and in Longview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of a history of the building itself and what it's housed over the years and how mm -hmm. it came to be the home of the museum? Um, the building was built in 1910 and it's called the Everett Building. Mm -hmm. And it was named after um, Lafayette Johnson Everett. He was a banker and he built the bank himself. He ran the bank himself for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually the bank closed down and it was a I believe like a clothing store for a while mm -hmm. and all kinds of various things. And then it went into a, a massive state of disrepair. And that is when Miss Crane decided she wanted to purchase the building. And she asked if, you know, some group of people wanted to help start a museum. 
and I think the general consensus was yes. But it's a gorgeous gold brick. Mm-hmm. It's three floors. We have a basement and a second floor, uh, and the, the architecture is just amazing. It's got pink granite columns on the front, and if you ever go in and look at the tin ceiling, it's got one of the most gorgeous tin ceilings I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's located at 214 North Fredonia Street, and the intersection is Bank Street, which is kind of an alley. It's one. an alley, yeah. yeah. That, that's where all the banks were prior, okay. prior to 1910. So that's where the street the Dalton Gang would have robbed. Mm-hmm. So back then it was a larger street, not just an alley. But we're right between Methven and Tyler Streets. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's right there in downtown Longview, to, again, 214 North Fredonia Street. A little bit of contact information. Um, I am impressed with your website, the Flo Stevens Memorial website. That's mm-hmm. the only memorial website I know of, and it was named after right. Flo Stevens. Tell us a little bit about her. She was a fantastic patron of the museum. And when she passed away, she wanted to leave money for something significant. And she wanted to do something with a little bit of technology. So they put it towards uh, the development of a website. So every time we need to make changes to the website, if we need to redo the website, um, we have her money set up to do that. She was just absolutely wonderful to us. Mm -hmm. And it is greghistorical.org. That is the website. A huge wealth of information. On the show, I always refer people to the website of whatever agency we're interviewing that week. And this is one of the ones that I think is especially packed with information. I I was sitting down and reading some of the material on the website as I prepared for the show. And it's just, it's like picking up a good book. Mm -hmm. So uh, great job on the website. Great source of, as usual, all the information that we won't get to on the show today. And you can call 903-753-5840 if you want Mm -hmm. to um, make a quick phone call. Hours of the museum, admission charges. Let's run through that real quick. We're open Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, Tuesday through Friday is 10 to 4, and Saturday is 10 to 2. Uh, All adults are $5. Senior citizens, 60 and over, $2. And all kids are $1. Now, if you schedule any type of tour, it doesn't matter if it's a kid's school tour or a youth tour or actually we get a lot of re- retirement home tours. Mm. Uh, everybody that comes through on a tour group is a dollar ahead no matter your age. Okay. I made a trip through the Historical Museum several years ago, and uh, I owe you another visit. I'll be honest about that. But this is back in 2011, I think it was. They had a really neat exhibit about uh, the history of radio mm-hmm. in East Texas, if you can imagine a guy like me being interested in radio. All, all this stuff about how Elvis Presley really largely kick-started his career in this area, Gregg County, and all around East Texas, and I walked through some of the other exhibits as well. I found it really fascinating, and I know you've made a lot of improvements Mm -hmm. over the past several years. We're going to talk about that during the show, but uh, one of the things that we want to get to right away is Dalton Days, because that's coming up real soon. That happens April 1st. No fooling, folks. Dalton Days. Let's get a little (laughs) bit of the history and background of how Dalton Days came to be. It really all started in 1894, 16 years before the building was even built. Right. So on May 23rd, 1894, the Dalton gang rode into town. There was four of them. Mm. And they decided they wanted to rob a bank. And the actual bank they robbed is on the alley right in front of our building. It was called Bank Street. Mm-hmm. So they went in, robbed the bank, and, of course, our, our local Longview townspeople saw it, got involved, and they just started shooting. Um, actually, the Dalton gang robbery is considered the uh, t- one of the top five shootouts of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, several of the Dalton gang members killed. One got away. 
Uh, we had several of the townspeople that were injured. Um, but I think over, I think it's either 200 or 500 bullets were fired in 15 minutes. A bunch of them. It was, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the funny stories is one of our sheriffs, he was shot directly in the heart. And he didn't, he didn't die. He happened to have a silver coin mm. in his vest pocket right over his heart that Whoa. the bullet ricocheted off of and went into his shoulder. Amazing. Amazing. Um, we have the um, original guns in our collection. We have the original bank note that the Daltons gave to the teller. That's got to be chilling. Uh, at the bank, yeah. And it pretty much just said, um, you're going to give me money today. And that, that was it. And they just gave them money. But we have the original bank note. And uh, maybe maybe in the future we'll find some more really cool stuff. But, I mean, who doesn't love a Wild West bank robbery? Mm. We have pictures um, of, of actually the the Dalton gang members, they displayed their bodies after the shooting. And so we have photos of that. We have a whole timeline. Apparently, the Dalton family, half were outlaws, half were law enforcement, which is just strange. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so we have the whole timeline of that. But Dalton days, we have it right downtown in front of our museum. We do four reenactments of this infamous bank robbery. Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And we hire these fantastic reenactors from Dallas and Hallsville. There's about 30 of them in total. And they, they start the scene. There's no talking. We have... Um, someone else that reads a script, and they pretty much just act it out. And you can imagine the massive amounts of gunfire going on. And between those buildings downtown, it's extremely loud. But there's smoke everywhere. There's that. We have ladies running down the streets in their outfits, and we have kids running down the streets. We have a full town, <laughs> a full town going on. Wow. And then in addition to our bank, we have props. We have a saloon and a livery and other props that we put up to make the scene a little bit more exciting. Mm -hmm. Talking to Lindsay Loy, Executive Director of uh, the Gregg County Historical Museum. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. We're smack dab in the middle of a discussion of Dalton Days coming up Saturday, April 1st. Runs from 10 to 3, downtown Longview on Fredonia Street, right there in front of um, what uh, of the museum and mm -hmm. just down the street or down the alley, if you will, from the bank that was actually robbed. And, of course, that building's long gone. But, uh, gosh, what else? Free admission. Yes. Uh, we wanted to make sure we had a family-friendly free event mm -hmm. in downtown Longview. Mm -hmm. So after we brought it downtown, we just decided to make it free. And last year we had over 3,500 people come through. It didn't used to be downtown until last year. It was in the rodeo right. arena? They had it at the rodeo arena, and they charged admission when they did that. But when I started, my question was, well, why don't we just rob the bank? If we have a, a museum and a bank building, wouldn't that just be a more exciting reenactment? Mm. And and they, my board said, well, yeah, let's let's give it a go. So we brought it back downtown, and it was fantastic. Mm. It was just because you don't have to rob any fake buildings; it's all right there for you. Yeah, um, face painting, giant games, food and vendors, live music, a petting zoo. It's not just about the Wild West shootout. It's it's a whole day's worth of events, and I guess you just draw people from all over East Texas, maybe even, probably even further away than that. We do, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. They come from Texas and other states as well. Okay. Dalton Days coming up on April 1st in downtown Longview, and just one of a number of things we're discussing today as we visit with Lindsay Loy, Executive Director of the Gregg County Historical Museum. Let's move on. I want to go back just a little bit. You have uh, something different going on, you tell me, just about every month. All kinds of exhibits, 
some that are permanent, but uh, that I'm sure will be upgraded and tweaked over the years, and some that are what are known as traveling exhibits. I want to briefly go back to the one that just wrapped up. This was the March to Freedom exhibit that was, I guess, really part of Black History Month. It was. We had it all through February and half of March. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one that we rented from Humanities Texas, and uh, it came from the Briscoe Center for American History at UT Austin. They're the ones that put it together. Right. And we were the first ones to get the museum from the LBJ uh, Library, who's mm. always had the exhibit. So oh. it was a photographic exhibit, black and white photos, um, kind of like in a timeline fashion of the Selma, Alabama um, to Montgomery, you know, March. Right. And when we were promoting this, I mean, I had to, I had to tell a lot of our teachers uh, this is not an exhibit for elementary school kids. Mm. The photos were, were graphic. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had to make sure that the group that was coming had a little bit more understanding of what was happening in that time period. And I'll be honest, I was not alive when all that stuff happened. Uh -huh. So for me, that was very hard to imagine. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of our high school kids that came through, they couldn't fathom any of that ever happening. So it, it was very it was very emotional. The videos they sent with it, some of the interviews of the people who actually marched were extremely emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was a very heart-wrenching exhibit. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing. For someone like me who was alive when all of that was going on, it's heart-wrenching enough. For somebody who wasn't exposed to it and who, in a lot of cases, can't believe stuff like that actually that, happened. That's what and my there's was. the importance of history yeah. again right there. Uh, I want to uh, briefly mention, and we can go into some detail later on about these if you like, your largest permanent exhibits, if you will, the Buddy Calvin Jones Caddo Collection. You mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. That's the one that's the second largest Caddo yes. artifacts collection in the, the United States. In the state of uh -huh. Texas. And also the Arthur Northcutt Brown Military Collection. Very interesting there. Don't know how much time we'll have to talk about those today. We'll take uh, just a little bit of time maybe later in the show, but Lots of information about those on the website, which again is greghistorical.org. One of the things I know we really want to discuss today is the upcoming events and exhibits. And now that we've uh, uh, talked about Dalton Days and the Black History Month exhibit, the next big one is also coming up real soon. Now, this is the Confederate Heritage and History exhibit. Tell us about that one coming up April 11th through 29th. We have uh, the Ann Lacey Crane Exhibit Center, and this is where we put all of our traveling exhibits. Uh, sometimes the museum purchases them. Sometimes we let outside groups bring them in, and that's what Confederate Heritage is. We have several Confederate camps in Gregg County. Mm -hmm. They pull all of their resources because, of course, they're the collectors. They bring all their weapons and flags and photos. They arrange it however they want in the exhibit center and we just set the dates and help them promote it so what you're probably have pictured in your head is what we have we have military weaponry we have flags of the confederacy we have photos of some of the key generals and players uh, they roll in two cannons that can actually be fired and they give a cannon demonstration to the kids that come in show them how to load it and pack it and clean it and uh, it's a very interactive. All of our docents for that event are all in full dress. Mm. Now, it may not be a military uniform. Some of them come in um, uh, maybe in a gentleman attire, you know, the, with the vest and stuff, but they come in full dress. We get a lot of school tours. Um, I do think this is one of the subjects that can be a little bit more sensitive to cover in school. Mm -hmm. But my theory is, and, and my, my just general motto is, we display all history. Mm -hmm. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I think everybody needs to know it. So we display everything. Mm -hmm. um, um, so 
the, the exhibit's fantastic. I'll just go ahead and repeat a George Santayana quote that's been quoted a million times. This will be a million and one. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And yet another way of looking at the importance of history and of really covering a broad base, as you suggest, and as you actually do mm-hmm. at the uh, museum. And then generally they have lectures that go along with this exhibit. Sometimes it's on weaponry. Sometimes it's on Confederate money. Um, and a lot of times we do archaeology. You know, people are finding this stuff everywhere. What do you do with it when you find it? You know, how do yeah. you identify it? So we do some um, academic lectures to go along with many of our exhibits. Mm-hmm. Here's one that's of particular interest to me. And uh, uh, I have ancestors who came through Ellis Island. Uh, but this Forgotten Gateway exhibit, May 11th through June 17th, this is an exhibit on how Galveston was the Ellis Island of the South. Yes. And I've known about this for a number of years, but here is a chance to see it brought to life. Tell us about what's coming up there. And actually, John, this is going to be a little bit of a surprise for me because I read about the exhibit and rented it. So the only information I got was what was on uh, Humanities Texas website. It's coming from the Bullock Museum. So if the Bullock Museum designed it, it's got to be fantastic. But it's a pictorial history of what Galveston looked like when all the immigrants were coming in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about Galveston. I thought everybody came through Ellis Island. Mm. So I was a little bit shocked when I read this information. Um, so it's going to be pictures of immigrants, some of the, the things that they went through, uh, documents, paperwork, different things like that. Okay. So I think it's going to be much as a surprise to me as it is to you. All righty. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Bullock Museum. You referenced that a moment ago. Well, some of these larger museums create these exhibits, and once they're done with them, they rent them out to smaller museums like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one was designed by the Bullock Museum. Okay. They send it to Humanities Texas, and then we, we smaller museums can rent it from them. Yeah, is, is that a, a, another historical museum? In, uh, what, where is it, Austin? or? I think it's in Waco. Isn't that the one? Waco, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. But another historical, larger historical museum that does uh, rent out yeah. exhibits to other museums like the one in Longview. And, okay. and it works out great for us because we don't have the personnel sometimes to design our own exhibits. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't always want to do an exhibit just on Gregg County. We want to expand it into text and show how it affected Gregg County. Very So that's why we bring March to Freedom in and Forgotten Gateway in. Okay. Talking to Lindsay Loy, Executive Director of the Gregg County Historical Museum, 214 North Fredonia Street in downtown Longview, corner of Fredonia and Bank Streets. Office number is 903-753-5840. The website is greghistorical.org. Uh, by the way, on along the lines of contact information, uh, if you want to email, you can probably just do that very easily through the website. Yes, uh, my, my direct email is on there. Okay, good deal. Uh, you have something coming up real soon. I believe you said this is going to be the first time you've done this, the Kentucky Derby Party to fund your children's interactive exhibit area, which is another exciting thing you're working on. Yeah, and let me start with the kids area. Um, if you've ever been through our museum, I would say it's focused more on adults. There's a lot of reading. The exhibits are fantastic, but we don't have a lot of hands-on activities for the kids that come through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recently, within the year, we've had World of Wonders Children's Museum open right catty corner from us, and they're more of a hands-on science museum. It's like Discovery Science Place in Tyler in a way. Not exactly a duplicate, but But very similar. similar. And 
our board got to talking and we wanted to make our museum more interactive to complement WOW. So when kids come downtown, they can hit the science museum, they can hit the art museum, and they can hit the history museum and get a full interactive experience. Okay. So we are transforming our basement area. And for many of you that have been to the museum, the basement has stayed the same for many years because all the stuff in it is quite frankly just too heavy to move out. Mm -hmm. So we have a replica log cabin and then we have this huge printing press from the Longview News Journal. Those will stay, but we'll add interactive elements to go with them. Mm -hmm. So in the room with the printing press, we're going to put a tabletop printing press in where the kids can arrange their own letters and kind of press their own pieces of paper mm -hmm. so they can see how it really works. And then we'll be taking out some sections and putting in some interactive I would say facade storefronts. So you're going to have a little country hardware store where the kids can go in and pick up their bag of flour and their potatoes and ring it up uh, in an old-fashioned cash register. Uh, another idea we are throwing around is a country doctor's slash vet's office. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be little stuffed kittens and ponies and dogs in there. And the kids come mm -hmm. in, get their little lab coat, get their stethoscope, and they can pretend like they're country docs. So it gives them a lot more hands-on. They could spend a little bit of time in there. And then as we begin moving other things, the basement is the spot where we have the military and the Caddo exhibit. Uh -huh. And those are our two that we're hoping to expand in the future. So they will be moved into larger rooms, and then finally the entire basement will be added and added, and we'll have a full interactive kids area in the basement. But we're going to get started with these few things here in the next few months. Okay, and you have a Kentucky Derby party on May yes. 6th to get that all kicked off? Because we had to figure out a way to fund it, John. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure we had a fundraiser that funded something important. Uh -huh. And we wanted to make sure we were doing a fundraiser that nobody else was doing. So we decided on a Kentucky Derby party. And it's exactly what you have pictured in your head. We uh, bet on the horse race, the Kentucky Derby. In between, you have casino games. We're having signature Kentucky Derby drinks, signature Southern Buffet. So it's going to be it's going to be a great party, but it goes to an amazing cause. Okay. Uh, now, moving into other areas that uh, are real important, things that you're also working on uh, that are going to enhance the quality of the museum in coming months and years, the North Wall renovation. Now, that was a big story. It went national. I remember last October <laughs> yeah. we covered it. What's happening with uh, you're just renovating the entire North Wall of the museum, and that's going to open up other possibilities as well. Right. Um, if you've ever looked at our museum, it's a gorgeous gold brick. And it's a very strong brick. But the north wall, you can barely see from the street. So when they built it, they put what we call substandard brick. Mm. And it's those ones that were just created, created out of clay and sun-dried. And you can imagine, we get some torrential weather in East Texas. Some massive northern wind and rain. Yeah. And it's been pummeling that building for over 100 years, 117 years. Mm -hmm. So eventually the faces of the bricks have fallen off. And in some sections, the mortar is completely gone. And the brick you see from the outside is the same brick you see from the inside. So we have a lot of water intrusion on the second floor. Yeah. So what the grant from the Texas Historical Commission is going to help us do is we are going to literally re-unbrick the wall, brick by brick, pull it off. See what we can salvage. A lot of the bricks can be flipped around and put back in backwards so we can save the historical ones. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to put back in a mortar, pretty much like with a giant syringe. We're just going to inject it in to make it stronger. Uh, some of the historic windows will be replaced, and that's what THC is covering. Yeah. 
and for us it's a matching grant so we're going to have to match their funding what we'll be doing is more of the inside uh, you can imagine water running down the walls the inside is a hot mess John so we've got to um, redo the plaster fix a lot of flooring fix some of the ceiling things are peeling uh, we got paint to do we've got a lot of stuff we have to do up there and hopefully when it's done we can use it into some office space and we do store our rest of our cattle collection up there so we have to make sure it's protected uh, and one thing I've always said it doesn't matter how great your programs are or how amazing your exhibits are if your building falls down you're kind of out of luck mm -hmm. so we have to preserve the building you have to preserve the building yes. and you have to preserve the contents of the building and you have mm -hmm. to open up new possibilities expanding office space right. moving things around mm -hmm. so that project is big enough in and of itself but the implications for the future go beyond just the oh, physical yes. work that's going to be done because we have so. nothing on our second floor mm -hmm. just storage and our second floor is twice the size of of our main museum exhibit area so if we can get that fixed and of course eventually put in a an elevator we need to make ourselves handicap accessible yeah then we'll move probably the Caddo exhibit upstairs and put it in a huge room we'd like to have a preservation room and John I don't know if you know this but we have an extensive archives Mm -hmm. And we have an archive supervisors that manages that. And we get a lot of requests from TV shows, uh, newspapers, books, and we send them copies of our stuff. So our full archives will move upstairs. And that's just our paper documents that people donate to the museum. Mm -hmm. So basically, as interesting and exciting as the museum is now, just wait a few years. Well, you ain't seen yeah, nothing we're yet. We're also a research facility. Also a research facility. Yes. Very important. And then we also have an oral history library with over 450 videos uh, dating back the last 50 years that we are still trying to get a handle on and get them on DVDs because they're on VHS still. Oh, wow. So that'll move upstairs and it'll be an extensive research material. Okay. Research uh, moving fast here, mm -hmm. getting a lot of information out, and but we're getting kind of close to the end of the show, believe okay. it or not. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk about some of the exhibit enhancements that are going to be coming up in the entryway. Okay. Um, when you're dealing with a county history museum, there's only so much you can display. Uh, when you have a county timeline. Yeah. So we want to just pretty much make our permanent exhibits more interactive. So we're going to redo the entryway with some uh, screen monitors, some old videos, make it a little bit more friendly when you walk in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we're going to redo the rest of our exhibits with more interactive elements. Okay. And so it's in multiple phases. Uh, and if you've been through our museum, um, it's quite large. And then we'll be putting in some new stuff. For example, legendary figures of Gregg County. That'll be mm -hmm. a new exhibit that'll go in. All right. So, but that's like in the five to ten year plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Gregg County Historical Museum. Our topic this morning as we uh, move into the last two or three minutes of the show. Lindsay Loy, the executive director, is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Uh, the um, Website, the Flo Stevens Memorial website is greghistorical.org. Museum's location is at Fredonia and Bank Streets in downtown Longview. Office number 903-753-5840. Um, I also wanted to just briefly mention that there are opportunities, and you can find them on the website, for uh, donations. Mm -hmm. Financial donations, always welcome, I'm sure. Always. Becoming a member and also some volunteer opportunities. Yes. And you can check the website or make that phone call to 753-5840 for more information on any of the above. 
a number of things that we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about in detail today, and I'll just kind of run down a few of those. During Christmas, you do a Living History Christmas event. There's an architecture lecture series that you can check out and learn more about on the website. Something called Dolly's Tea, which is kind it's of It's really just an English tea, a four-course yeah. English tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landmarks of Longview, learn mm-hmm. more about that on the website, greghistorical.org. Uh, he, we, I believe we talked about this uh, a few minutes ago. You have a huge archive, just uh, creating great opportunities, as you said mm-hmm. a few moments ago, for research. And then the education piece, which I know you're enhancing with... Uh, the uh, children's exhibits mm-hmm. and the, the field trips available. By all means, yes, check the website. We love field trips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be school kids or, as you said earlier, seniors. I think you said most of we, the year. During Christmas, we get a lot of um, Buckner groups that come through, mm-hmm. um, independent living groups. Yeah. That, that's wonderful. And our docents are fantastic. Yeah, Buckner being a, another agency that serves needy kids in well, Longview. Well, no, it's elderly groups. Elderly. Uh, elder- like retired. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we get from pre-K to um, elderly tour groups that come through because they need something to do too, John. You know. Okay. So yeah. we get a lot of different groups coming through. Alrighty, um, let's go ahead and draw one more last minute of attention to Dalton Days. That's the big event coming big. up for the Historical Museum. It's Saturday, April first, downtown Longview on Fredonia Street, right in front of and actually involving the museum facility. There, there will be an actual several actual reenactments of the bank robbery of the Dalton Gang in 1894, and if if you like your entertainment a little bit more laid back, no problem. There's face painting, giant games, food and vendors, live music, and a petting zoo. And you the do. petting zoo is pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to mention, it is entirely free. That's exactly what I was going to get to next. A lot of things that weren't going on when the Dalton gang was robbing the bank and all that shooting was going on, but uh, it just kind of enhances the whole experience. And, and if you bring the kids, mm-hmm. you can come to our general store and then get a free sheriff's badge. Oh, and boy. the um, reenactors, the sheriffs, will... Um, swear them in as deputies wow so the kids can have a little part as well golly it's going to be an unforgettable experience it's always i'm sure fun. you bet uh, Lindsay, this just about wraps up the show but i want to thank you again for coming in and sharing just a small portion of what the greg county historical museum has to offer it's been a great learning experience for me and for our listeners as well thanks so much thank you Lindsay loy executive director of the greg county historical museum on fredonia street in downtown longview our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims as always thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next week on in focus your only local news radio, 97.5 KTBB-FM, Troop Tyler Longview, KTBB Tyler, and KTBB.com. Your only local news radio, Glenn Beck at 8, news, weather, sports, business, talk on 97.5 FM and 600 AM KTBB and KTBB.com.